Welcome back to Probably About Politics, Season 2, Episode 4, Australian Gay Marriage Postal Survey. This is a new one. It's just the the territory that we're getting into this year. Is it a, is it really an election? Catalan referendum? No, it was illegal. And now postal survey? Is it a referendum? <laughs> no. Is it binding? No. Should have been done. Legal. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was legal though. So there's that. I mean, yeah, I think it's fun to talk about all the weird ways we vote for things. <laughs> well, okay. So you say, yeah, it's legal. Was the $122 million appropriated by the government a legal use of money? Well, the court didn't say it wasn't, I guess, officially. (laughs) I think, yeah. Was it a waste of money? Possibly. Was it a poor use of state funds, the nation's funds? I, I think that there was unanimous agreement on both sides of the issue that this was not ideal. I really thought you were going to say unanimous decision like on both sides of that coin oh yes it was a waste no it was not a waste (laughs) unanimous (laughs) i was gonna think we should maybe go back to probably dictionaries but (laughs) (laughs) which is by the way our second podcast soundcloud.com slash probably about dictionaries yeah we we have like two new listeners now and so we're we're gonna (laughs) expand the franchise (laughs) (laughs) okay so australian gay marriage postal survey why was it a postal survey? Why was it not a vote? Why was it not a referendum? Why does Australia not yet have legalized gay marriage? Wow, all these are a questions. lot of questions. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think well, it was not a, it wasn't a plebiscite or referendum. I think mostly because they decided that the parties decided that they couldn't support that. The if you go to a referendum on an issue. And you start just doing that regularly, then it really sets a precedent. There are countries that have lots of referendums, and then there are countries that are not. Canada, for example. Mm, such is, as Switzerland, where we're yeah. going to talk about. And we talk about Switzerland, they do have referendums, and they're all about that. But to sort of put this up to a referendum would sort of say, like, the next big discussion we have, like, euthanasia, I think, was one that they cited, or abortion rights. Uh, would also have to then go to a referendum uh, yeah. and sort of handicaps the government in doing its job. And also allows politicians to kind of wriggle their way out of having to make de- divisive choices. Yeah, which I think is the reason we ended up with a postal survey. Uh, <laughs> because the, even though they agreed they couldn't do a referendum, they still did not want to have to make this political decision. Well, because the... the pro gay marriage camp mm-hmm. um didn't want or they didn't want a referendum because then there would be a lot of there's every time there's a referendum that's on a device issue there's just these horrible attack ads that come out of it yeah it, horrible attack ads yeah and also it's just it's there's a really good question to ask about putting up the rights of a minority yeah. to the vote of a majority and then the anti-gay marriage camp didn't want to just vote on it in the house yeah and so we get this strange choice where it's not a it's not a real vote and it's just the statistics board yeah just like hey let's just see how everybody feels but it's not a vote it's just people voting yeah no (laughs) it's kind of like uh if somebody just like called you up and was like what are your opinions on this please tell us like i don't know it it seems a little it's certainly weird and like i think that there's 
obvious reasons why both sides were a bit like, no, why are we, this is not, this doesn't make any sense. And it was, I think there was a really good risk that people wouldn't turn out to it. That was not, not a risk I would have liked to take, but, yeah. um, it Especially did. when spending a hundred million dollars on a thing. Yeah. 122 million. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get nervous enough when you invite six people over to your house that they're not going to show up and you buy, you, you buy like a cake or something. And you're like, wow, that's 12 bucks that I just threw away. Yeah. Could you imagine, multiply that by what, 10 million to get yeah. it to 122 million? That's a lot of cakes, you know? Yeah, truly it is. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I think yeah, the turnout wasn't guaranteed because the advantage to the referendum was Australia has legally bind like you have to vote if you're registered to vote um but this did not have the same implications now this compulsory voting in australia Mm -hmm. is it everybody must vote or if you register then you must vote or does everybody have to be registered once you've registered i from my understanding um once you've registered you have to vote so okay yeah uh, which is actually, I think, I don't know if we want to get into it yet, but a really interesting aspect of why this uh, election or this this vote could turn out to be really interesting for the future of Australian politics. Well, let's get into it. The overwhelming majority has come out to say that Australia is finally joining the power in the region, New Zealand, <laughs> in uh, allowing gay marriage uh, in their country, right? I can't wait for our Australian hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> so this has gone forward. Most likely this will pass into law. They'll have a, an official, a real vote. They'll yeah. uh, get themselves together and have a real vote in the House. <laughs> yes, most certainly. They say by Christmas. Um, yeah, so... Going forward then, because there's a reason why this was this was such an overwhelming majority in that mm-hmm. there were so many young voters who just came of age, this new kind of wave of an Australian demographic. Yeah, I think that is that's that is the crux of it, right? Like um seventy eight point two percent voter turnout for eighteen to nineteen year olds. That's a huge voter turnout yeah. for that age bracket. Um and I think it was in and then again like the overall voter turnout was seventy nine point five percent. So that means that everyone really turned out. A lot of so yeah. including young people of even a little bit older than nineteen. And I think you probably this is a good rallying issue for young people. But I think also I think there's been a bit of a frustration with Australian politics amongst amongst its younger populations as well. So, it, yeah. yeah, so all these people are now registered and uh, have to vote from now on. So it's just a, it's a one once in a lifetime uh, registration process. I, I'm pretty sh- I'm not entirely clear. I think that you have to like maintain your address and stuff. But other than mm. that, I think once you're in, you're in. I, I'm not 100% familiar, but that would be my assumption and what it looks like. Because sort of every, a lot of opinion pieces and stuff right now are really talking about how um, Tur- Malcolm Turnbull, the leader of the Liberal Party, which is basically the Conservative Party, really supported the yes and got out the campaign. But all these young people who I I am fairly certain disagree with him on a number of issues are now registered to vote and will will likely impact the next election. Um, do you know when the next election in Australia is? Next federal election? The next election is 
going to be in in 2019 uh, for both the the Senate or half of the Senate and uh, the House of Representatives. So okay, that's so coming up a year and a half ish. So they'll probably in some countries they'd start uh, campaigning six months ago. Yeah, in, you know, reasonable democracies. Yeah. <laughs> we have maybe a year, a year and a bit before there's some some yeah. rumblings. Yeah, I would think so. But I think also it's if you are if you're the Liberal Party in Australia, I would be starting to think about the implications at this point. Um, hmm. That's a lot of new voters and a lot of new voters who aren't inherently going to vote for them. Yeah, because Malcolm Turnbull did actually support gay marriage mm-hmm. despite being the a conservative leader. And much of the conservative wing didn't necessarily support gay marriage. Um, And so he's been calling for uh, more of a vote of conscience once this actually comes to the House, where there's no, he's not going to be so upset about party lines and it's mostly individuals voting. Yeah, I I think that in itself is a pretty safe bet for him. Like this will go through, like you can't, that much support would be hard to go against. I think the biggest issue there is what does this new like legal what does legalization mean like so there's a lot of talk of um of like religious exceptions for businesses or for churches and institutions like religious institutions um so that the only i think it will definitely pass um and something will come through, but what it looks like, I guess, is more up for question if you allow votes of conscience. But yeah, I think it, the, he did He did have to run the vote. It was a test of his leadership of the party, for sure. He had to give in to them on this or in order to, I think, probably maintain leadership and run like a postal vote or not put it up in the House. Yeah, because it just seems like there's so much... There's so many different ways of going about this that they have chosen that are all so strange (laughs) that it seems like even going forward, right, where this is definitely going to happen. But there still remains there still remain many questions around how it will actually look and what it will actually when it will actually end up coming into law, which supposedly is in they say they're weeks away. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I think it makes sense that it's weeks away this much like the range for support of it was like no no place uh voted no in the majority and so you have to come up with something pretty fast but yeah no there was no 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 promises for how it would look or anything yeah it was all very just take the decision out of the the hands of the legislature and then they'll just shape a law i i don't yeah i don't know what it's what it'll look like and i think It'll be interesting to see how they negotiate religious freedoms, which I, from my reading on Australia, is kind of uh, an important sticking point. Like, that's a big thing for, like, the Catholic Church, which campaigned quite heavily for no and several and right. mostly religious no support. <laughs> from what I understand, for a few years now, gay marriage has been sort of a contentious issue, like a back burner contentious issue in Australia. Is there, do you have any idea why this has come up, come to a head now? I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not really sure. I think it is an 
it's been yeah it's been a back burner for a long time so it was going to come to a head eventually it starts to it certainly starts to look bad when you're one of the only um quote-unquote western nations who hasn't managed to legalize same-sex marriage um but uh i think a lot of it is it it certainly tests turnball's term turnball's leadership uh the his yes support of it meant that he was certainly vulnerable to needing to make some legislation or, or do something on it but then also his party abbott was campaigning heavily for a no vote um yeah and i i'm sure would look to take back his leadership he was sort of kicked out by turnbull so it's a good testing point and that's uh, that would be my guess as why it would come up right now to a head yeah. i don't like this certainly isn't and and then the yes vote has been has been the LGBT rights people have been pushing for this for a long time, but I don't think that this is necessarily how they wanted that to happen. Although it worked yeah. out, I guess, in the end. Yeah. Which, it's interesting once the leadership of a party that is generally associated with voting with voting against something and mm-hmm. kind of the whole, the whole political landscape shifts to then adopt something as no longer a wedge issue. Like in Canada... Mm-hmm you don't have any any leader like in 2015 there was no leader standing up there saying that they were against gay marriage because it's just it's not really a thing that is assumed that can change so it's interesting that this has finally happened in australia and probably going forward this will no longer really be an issue yeah i mean it'll certainly be interesting um to see if that is the case yeah you're right canada is a good example of how yeah once it's sort of decided it's decided and going back and fighting over it uh wouldn't have done any party uh any good uh yeah <laughs> um it's it certainly like certainly any leader or any like political figures in canadian politics who weren't who are opposed that's not something they're like necessarily bragging about yeah um not to say that Canada doesn't have its fair oh. share of ridiculous wedge issues. Yeah, no, <laughs> certainly. Um, but it'll, I think it'll be interesting because to necessarily compare Australia too closely to Canada, I think is like we assume that they're pretty similar. But I think the comparison, well, also is imperfect um, and can also be compared to the U.S. in a bit, where I think you do see. Uh, politicians were still using it as a wedge issue and still still suggesting that you could turn it turn around on on same-sex marriage so i think it'll it probably you hope for that it'll not be a wedge issue anymore but it i think the politics of australia it's hard to see whether or not that'll be the case um it was also interesting how there's such a close relationship between the, like the numbers that came out the if you had a large body of non-religious residents there's a pretty close statistical relationship between the result uh so like you had in you had in just within the biggest cities in australia like or sydney had like highest majority yes votes but also highest like highest number of no electorates too like the electorates within the city um and they sort of they sort of saw that like there was a the areas that voted highly yes had a large number of non-religious residents and the areas that voted 
know had like lots of religious background and and heavy presence of that and it's just i think it's kind of interesting how much it religion was able to come in on sort of the issue how like within like a city could be so divided but i don't I, even then i don't think it's that divisive uh because again nothing no place really voted lower than 40 percent. i think from what i could tell is there any numbers on how that correlates as well with age because i mean generally around the world religious adherence is dropping with the with younger people yeah um but are is <laughs> do you have any data on young religious voters and how that that cohort is voting i mm, i don't know if i have those numbers uh i think i know that uh let me see here i have just a second i have a chart that might show me i thought you said you're back with stats dude i did have stats but not that <laughs> one i can tell you that women voted more than men um that's fine yeah sorry I think it, you did see the highest voter turnout rate was between 70 and 74, which I speculate you could see that that might be a little bit more religious-based than in those numbers. But it would be interesting to see. The largest voter turnout was between, was 70 to 74-year-olds? Yeah, 90% turnout was 70 to 74-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> huh. But I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense because we... We were talking about how you have to register where you're living and stuff, and 70 to 74 year olds, they're not moving around a lot, so they probably very easily got their their mail ballot thing and and just had to send it in. And also, assuming you have a strong opinion that might be religious based, you're definitely going to send it in, right? Motivated actors, I guess. Well, an exciting result coming out of this for LGBT communities in in the south pacific because there's they're definitely not withstanding what i said earlier definitely uh, a large regional power yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think yeah this is a good it's good regional influence to and it looks good for a western state to be getting on board like this it's i think it's just a very fascinating exercise in voting uh for yeah. us to in, look at. in not voting let's not call it voting because right uh, you know, <laughs> the high court might you know come after us yeah. for something for something so scandalous as calling a vote a vote. An interesting exercise <laughs> in uh, mail. <laughs> well, everybody um, said mail was dead. It's not dead. Mail is alive. Mail is the voice of the youth. It seems like in <laughs> Australia, the postal service is where it's at. <laughs> Never mind Twitter. But on that note, check out our Twitter at ProbPolitics. Brand new. It's up and running. We have something like three tweets now. (laughs) Uh, Putting those those extra 140 characters to use, though. In in reality, it's more like six tweets as of three weeks ago. But the way the math works out now, we can condense that to just three. (laughs) All right. So no, uh, no, no wild predictions since we're looking at an election that already happened. Not an election. A yeah. postal survey that already happened. Yeah, wild prediction: Australia will probably legislate uh, same-sex <laughs> marriage, maybe by December. But uh, definitely catch us back at a at another episode or our repository of many episodes at probably about politics uh, on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.